What's going on, fellas? Hopefully everyone has had a great last few weeks. Uh, we just got back from uh, St. Louis at the Track and Field Consortium um, with Coach Holler. We got to see Coach Holler, Coach Dixon. We had a blast. Um, two guys that uh, everyone is really starting to take notice of, uh, which is why we were really glad that we could trick them into uh, doing the RTP 20 Summit. Both of those guys are on there. They're two of our 10 coaches that are talking on there. Again, you guys can get on in uh, last week of February. You guys get on, watch it live, and it's absolutely free. Um, like I said, the 24th through the 28th every night, we'll show you guys two different presentations, um, and it's free if you watch it live and chat with all of us, and uh, it really is a good, it's a great time. Also on our website, we've added to RTP Premium uh, with the special teams. Coach Flynn has uh, just uploaded his newest episode, uh, and it's over uh, timing of field goal and punt. So you guys can find all of that over at our website, runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Guardian Caps. Do you have linemen? Are their helmets getting scuffed up during inside run period? If so, there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows your guys are taking during the week. Guardian Caps reduces 20 to 33% of the impact, really focusing on those big guys in the trenches uh, like I coach. Uh, we, we use them actually here at Broken Arrow. Uh, also worn by Clemson, Texas, Oklahoma, Washington, Virginia, and 150 other colleges and over 1,500 high schools across the country, again, including uh, mine over here at Broken Arrow. They are currently running an early bird promo, 40 caps for only $2,000 plus 10 free. Check them out in our show notes or go to guardiansports.com football. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a 10-week off-season football training program with a two-day speed and agility program. This template even comes with videos from the top SEC strength coaches that will show you how to run your weight room. Visit their website and enter the code RTP to get the off-season football training template and start your 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com, which is team, B-U-I-L-D-R.com. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Josh Stratton. Coach Stratton's the head coach at Canal Winchester High School in Canal Winchester, Ohio. Listen as we again talk with Coach Stratton for an entire episode this time uh, only about pin and pull and the many variations, tags, and constraint plays off of this great scheme. You can follow Coach Stratton on Twitter at Stratton Josh. Hope you guys enjoy. Well, Coach, we, we kind of wanted to, to do another episode with you, and, and uh, we'll have to get off around 7, so we'll have to cut it a little bit short. But uh, we, we kind of wanted to do an episode again with you and, and uh, talk some, some, uh, some buck sweep um, and, and some things off of it, you know, protection, RPOs. It kind of uh, – I know that was kind of your guys' thing this year. So um, I don't know. I'd be interested in seeing kind of how, uh, how you call that or – how you um, think of that because I've always thought buck sweep kind of pin and pull ish. Uh, and I've been a huge pin and pull fan ever since my senior year of college. Uh, we had a guy come in and kind of install it for us. And so uh, we, I've 
kind of had it at Broken Arrow, and then Walls was a big fan, and and he was he's known for uh, nub running, nub pin and pull into the boundary for touchdowns. So uh, he's a big fan of it too. And and um, you know I don't know how much that correlates to Buck Sweep, but when we had heard how well you guys had had kind of that was kind of your thing this year, we were interested in getting to talk to you and and maybe breaking it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we ran it at uh, some variation of Buck Sweep. Uh, 200 and um, 208 times this year so yeah it was a big part of our run game <laughs> um, we, like I said we ran it a multitude of different ways but that was our number one that was our bread and butter uh, everybody that played us will tell you like that's the first thing they knew they had to stop so that's what we were going to do we were going to run buck till you stopped it and then we we're going to try to run it a different way um, but I think you know our our and I'll just kind of go off here about, you know, the big thing is whenever we, we decide like what our bread and butter is like, this is, this is who we are. This is what we're going to hang our hat on. You know, then, then you got to figure out uh, how, so how we're going to protect it. You know, you know, how we're going to make sure that people aren't taking off on our best play. Um, so we, of course, the easiest thing to do is to get in tight end, tight end wing with twins on the backside and run, some sort of RPO on the backside and then you can read that, that, that will linebacker, um, you know, cause obviously that's a guy that, you know, if he's scrape, he's, if he's athletic and can scrape and get there, like that's not a guy you're going to, you know, include in the blocking scheme. So we're going to read that guy. That's the first, first thing we're going to do. And then another thing we, we would do is we would throw verticals on the backside. So if you want to, if you want to really screw guys down the box or get strong side rotation, go to one high, we're going to run verticals and we're going to throw a vertical route with number two on the backside. Um, and we, we got some people with that, especially if, you know, teams want to play man and we like that matchup. Um, and the free safety, see, you know, he's playing run. So he's triggering downhill to run the alley. Now there's no help at all. Um, to that guy who's locked man on number two. So we kind of figured that out as the summer went on as well. And then when we got really good at it is when we started an RPO on the front side. Okay, so uh, again, you know, we could, we would be in uh, – uh, ran it, really ran it out of three formations. We ran it out of, you know, a tight end wing with twins on the backside. And then we ran it out of tray, a tight end tray. And then we ran it out of, out of, you know, trips on one side, tight end on the other, and we'd run it to the tight end. Uh, and um, – Again, RPO with the backside trips with the, you know, with you know you could do quick screens, you can do we can run snag routes, we can run slants. Again, we can run verticals. We run three verticals with our buck swing. And again, read that wheel linebacker because we got that that Usam coming by number three. It was a nice play for us. But the the uh, the one that I love is reading the front side, and we would get in tray, you know, tight end trips, and we would run the ball strong, and we would read the force player. We would either run number two on a speed out, or we'd run him vertical, and and just read the force player. If he triggers, if he triggers the run, then we're pulling it and throwing the ball to the perimeter of number two, or we're throwing it over their head in the scene. Um, and those were huge plays for us. Um, that that you know really really um, put the 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 force player in a huge bind. Because he's got to play the run, or else we're going to throw the ball right by. Especially if they want to play cover three. Again, they want to get some strong side rotation, play some cover three. Some of those four three teams and end up against us being, you know, four four teams because we're running the ball, tackle so much, and they got to get an extra hat there. So 
but reading a force player was this, you know, play side force player was huge for us. Um, and, and putting that guy in conflict, that was really, so on the back side, it's the will on the front side, it's the force player, whoever that might be, um, a rolled down safety or an outside backer. Um, but those are the, that, that right there was where we started, um, was those three formations. And then that's who we would read. And then, like I said, we would get in, uh, tied into one side trips on the other, you know, run it to the nub, like you said, run the boundary. And then we would run a multitude of different three man combinations on the backside. Uh, and the other thing we would do, I got one more thing and then I'll, I'll let you guys catch up. Is we would uh, we would get in that trip, that tight end, that tray look, and if they got strong side rotation, the quarterback could check speed option to the weak side with the tailback. And we didn't tell anybody else. Like he didn't make a call to anybody else. We're running buck sweep up front. We're running our RPO on the force player, and next thing you know, the quarterback and the running back are coming out the back gate because the backside alley is empty. So if the backside alley is empty, and we always base our backside tackle on our buck sweep because, A, we're either throwing an RPO um, or, you know, we're pulling the ball and doing some sort of read game. So we don't we don't free release the backside tackle like a lot of people do. We go ahead and set a pocket there. So he's going to base that backside four or that backside five. So we're not even pitching off of him. We're getting around the edge and pitching off the linebacker and the next person outside. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, so how, how do you um, how do you guys block or what do you call the, the blocking scheme of Buck Sweet? Um, just so we can all so I can be on the same maybe page. I, you know, I don't know maybe necessarily the technicalities of is it Buck Sweep? Is it pin pull or is that the same thing or or whatever? How, how are you calling it or how are you guys blocking uh, Buck Sweep up front? All right, well, one thing we, uh, you know, we. 95% of the time we're running it to a tight end, tight end play side tackle are down. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're down no matter what. And, and the, the thing that really gets us is when they play that six technique on that tight end and all of a sudden he starts thinking that he's got a man block that guy and the guy plays, plays outside, plays D gap. Mm-hmm. Oh, that screws everything up. Right. But he's got to be down. Those two have to be down, down, down. Play side guard is the kick is the kick man. He kicks the first thing he sees. Sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's not. Depends upon how they play. Like if they play that six technique, sometimes that sucker's quick. Um, if they don't play a six technique and you get you get a five and then an overhang, well now we're kicking the overhang. Um, and then and then we're pulling the backside guards. The guy coming through the center against an even front is back. Against an odd front, he's all by himself on zero, hmm. and we just zone it. So the center is going to zone the zero play side um, and, and try, try to try to reach him. And then um, we're pulling the backside guard. So, and then again, our backside tackle is always basing. Whether you get an odd front or even front, he's going to base. And then we have a reach. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so, and then what are you, what are you doing with your tailback? Is he reading a uh, second puller or what, what's his kind of uh, thought process Correct. or read on it? He's three steps past the quarterback, and then he's getting he's getting right up the crack of the second guard. Three steps past the quarterback, and he's getting right. And 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 we had a guy who loved to bounce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 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 you know when he does hit it right, when he does put the outside foot in the ground and get vertical, I mean it's pretty. Um, when, but he's pretty good, you know. So um, when he bounces it, you know we we, we can't. If he goes for to, a touchdown, you're okay. 
<laughs> we try to get him to, to put it up in the alley. And I, honestly, for whatever reason, our, for our guards were just really good at logging anyway. And I mean, it almost turned into a log, a log loop. I mean, probably at least 50% of the time it wasn't a kick. Um, we probably kicked more people on counter trade than we did on buck. I don't know why. It's just yeah. the way people played it. I'm not sure, huh. but they just got really good at logging and, you know, uh, the play to your kid's strength and our back, our back wanted to put it out there anyway. Right. So it was really, you know, it, it was more of a pin and pull than, than, than a true buck sweep. Right. You know, but um, that's kind of how we started. And then the, the even front, if they kick the front and they put the one to the strength, mm-hmm. okay, we get it. We get an under front. We make, we make a switch call. The center makes all the calls. Okay, the center, the center makes a switch call. That tells the front side guard he's down on the one or the, or the shade, and we pull the center. center and then guard. we pull the backside guard, and we read the three. Um, I think we scored three touchdowns on that this year with our wow. quarterback pull. Quarterback pulled yeah. it. Yeah. The, the, we, we've come to the – like, you know, right, we, we don't get to recruit kids, right? We all know that. So we right. have to adapt our system to our kids. One thing that I have – me and my line coach have said, look, this is, this is the kid that's going to be playing center. Like the kid that plays center has to be arguably that, you know, has to be smaller, more athletic. And he's got to be like an, a national honor society kid. Like we, we want, we want a 4.0, 27, 28 ACT kid playing center. Like that's the guy we want there. And uh, we, we've kind of, we've done a nice job of just inputting guys in there last three years. And the kid we just got that's graduating this year was incredible. I mean, he was the quarterback of the offensive line. He was so good at it. Um, And we got, what we did was we went and found the best, what we thought clone to that was on our JP team. (laughs) And we're, we're teaching, we're, we're converting him. Yeah. I think he played tackle last year for our JV. We're converting him to center. And then, you know, we got another kid. Our freshman center last year was really smart. Another, you know, 4.0 kid. But I, I'm coming to think that that's like that's really important for us because um, I want to be able to, you know, make checks and stuff at the line and not rely on the quarterback all the time because he's got to look at the second level. Right. You know, if the center if the center can take care of the first level, quarterback can take care of second level, and and hopefully you can really find an advantage and kind of take away what, what people defenses are trying to do. But yeah, that switch call was huge for us. Cause that's, that's a big thing they want to do. They want to take away our angles mm-hmm. and we just pull center. And not a lot of people do that. And we were like one day in practice, we're like, you think you can do it? Let's see if you can do it. <laughs> and and he, he was able to do it. So. So when you guys play with that wing, a tight end wing is the wing down as well. Yes. Yes. So the wing is down. That's the biggest thing. Wing, the wings chase because our wings are, 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 I mean, they're, they're running backs. You know what I mean? They're slot receiver guys that they don't want to get in there and, and, and really come off and ear hole a a Mike linebacker like we want them to. And it took a lot of uh, just, just, I mean, honestly, I would say by about week nine or 10, 11, we really got good at that. Like those guys that were playing that spot excuse me really got good at that down block they were really coming off they were playing with good pad level but it was new to them you know it was something that we you know we were an inside outside zone team for the last three years or two years so 
this was new and but it ended up being our best you know our bread and butter we love it like our kids love it our offensive line loves it i mean uh they want us to call buck you know our, I, and, and and it fits our kids now like our linemen we like we don't have fat kids like we, we don't have any um, we're small uh we ran 40s last friday i think it was friday and we got four offensive linemen that run low five flat so but they're not I mean they would play linebacker for a lot of people but for us they play you know they play guard they play tackle you know we want I'd rather you know we give smaller guys who are quick and we'll do our best in the weight room get them strong so they can you know fire off the ball and push somebody but that's just kind of who we got um I think you got a better chance with those guys than you do the 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 heavier kids you know so plus it motivates the heavier kids to to get in shape when they see who's playing you know what i mean like, sure well and like you said if, if if you've got those kids let's go play to their strengths which is which is being fast and athletic let's not ask them to make huge dents on double teams let's let them pull and, and get out there in space a little bit yep getting somebody's hip on a down block just so we can get it just just long enough for us to get around the edge you know and uh it'll be all right so but yeah that's that was our best that was our best uh, run play. Um, the scheme really didn't change much. You know, the biggest thing was, you know, and, and the thing with the tight end wing, uh, it's all about numbers. So if the wing's not there, someone's got descending. Where's he at? You know? Right. And uh, so wherever he's at, you're, you're not – if they have an extra hat there on that tight end and we don't have the numbers there, well, then the ball's going somewhere else because they're, they're short somewhere else. So. I was kind of worried about, oh, you know, everybody, you know, all the wing T guys say, you got to run it here. You got to have a tight end a wing. Well, I just, you know, I just, I think, I think when you, with RPOs and, and, you know, the, the ability to do other things, you know, throw quick screens and things like that, um, it kind of, that's not true. So, um, but again, it's all about numbers, you know, um, put your numbers somewhere else and they won't have a guy, they won't have more guys there than block. We we would get some two back, some two back with tight end on one side and twins on the other, and we'd run it to the tight end, and um, the uh, the back would would get um, the outside trash guy. So what we told the back was play side back. You're the bounce player, huh. okay? You're, if the ball bounces, okay, you got to get into the end zone. You're the bounce player, so don't come, don't don't touch the force player. <laughs> get outside the force player and. When he stretches that force player, what do you think he does? He runs. Right. You know what I mean, because he, he thinks he thinks the ball is going outside anyway. Right. So now he creates, he creates a running lane for us that we didn't have to block. Yeah. A lot of times. So we would get into back to run a little bit too, which was you know split backs it was it was good too. We again we ran that. Uh, you know that was that was it. We were gonna find a way to run that out of everything we could. When you when you did it with a wing, did you guys make a different call? You don't have to tell me what it was, but did you guys have a different play or call, or did you just make the same? It's called exactly the same thing, and the wing knew if hey, if I'm a wing, I'm blocking down. The wing just knew. Huh. Yeah, we didn't call anything different. If we call buck and you're in a wing, you're blocking down. And the big thing they always try to do too, they try to get a blocked force player all the time. They're blocking out. They're blocking out. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't it, Why didn't it work? Why didn't it work? Go to the tape. Wing blocked out. That's why. And it just because the guard's running to go hit the force, go kick the force player. Right. And now you got two backers scraping and one puller, and it 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 screwed us every time. So once we got those guys to come down, it helped. 
I mean, it really, really cleaned stuff up. So, and yeah, I always liked, I liked that. I always liked being able to do like you were talking about with the two back, being able to do that out of uh, against those three, four teams. And now you, mm-hmm. you arc that overhang and go to the, like you said, the, the bounce player, but that overhang to him, it's almost outside zone. So he's stretching and now it's an easy kick for my guard. Now it's a huge kick out for the guard and there's a big lane. So I've, 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 we've gotten away from that in the past couple of years, probably something we need to look at again. Um, but like you said, it does, it widens that guy a bunch. Uh, is that, so how many different um, backfields will you guys run that out of? Is that always a, a an offset run or do you guys do it out of pistol or any under or, or what kind of backfield uh, looks do you guys give for buck? Uh, offset, either two back, one back. We've ran it out of pistol, but, it's too fast. The second guard doesn't get there. So what we did, if we wanted to get in pistol, is we would run, we would just pull the front side guard and we would zone the backside. Mm. And that's how we blocked jet was we just pulled the front side guard. So we just called it jet. So our, our, our offense, we would signal that. So our offensive line there, they were blocking jet rules. And then we would run it out of pistol. And so it was just off tackle G, man, just right quick right now. It wasn't slow um, with a really, really, you know, we still have that aggressive down block like Buck gets, but you just got one kicker instead of a, a looper, a kicker and a looper. And, um, and that, that was a really nice play for us. That was a, that was a big adjustment for us um, when the second when the teams were just, we, we couldn't sustain down blocks or, the, you know, real quick flow um, by the backside backer, or maybe like against a, a stack team, you know, uh, we get like a real, real fast flow. Mike, we would just run the sink, you know, we would just run the, the single G um, out of pistol and it hit way quicker. And, the, and, and if his, if his gap is backside a gap, the Mike, sometimes it's slowing down a little bit because he's getting, he's seeing zone. He's getting zone from center guard. So it's slowing down a little bit and gives us a chance to get there. But that was an that was an adjustment for us too. We just wouldn't pull two out of, out of pistol because yeah, we just we tried it a lot all summer and it was just too fast. Right. You know, we, we, we were playing with ten because um, the backside guard was never getting there. So you guys, run it, you guys run it all with the quarterback. Uh, yeah, a little bit. We didn't run our queue a lot last year. We're going to run our queue to death. Um, from here on out, um, we just had a, you know, uh, a guy, a quarterback that just did a great job distributing the ball, but wasn't, you know, he's kind of thin and, um, he did such a good job managing the offense. Last thing I wanted was him getting hit. Mm-hmm. You know, if he scrambled, I'm like, yeah, out of bounds and, you know, things like that. You know, he was 165 pounds and we got some more athletic running back type guys coming up and, and some, uh, you know, a bigger, another kid that's a little bit bigger, thicker, that I, that I feel confident can run the ball a little bit. Um, so we'll probably, we'll definitely run the quarterback more this year. But we ran a little bit. Um, but, but, but we would run, we ran the quarterback though because we wanted it to be quick. We'd run the single, we would just run the front side G. And we'd zone the back side. So now we get the extra hat with the back because we, we would, we'd still keep him in the pistol. He'd catch the snap. And he just let the back go 
and then follow the back in the hole. See, we've, we've done something similar and, and we ran into the same problem being able to do it with the quarterback. Um, and, but the timing was off. Like you said, we went to, and I didn't think it was going to work, but it worked really well for us still having the back offset and faking him across. So he fakes across uh, to the play and then he leads the quarterback and that kind of timed it out well. So our backside guard could get in there. Uh, I always mm-hmm. thought it was, I was crazy to me. I always thought, you know, always fake opposite of the play. So we're bringing everyone to it, but we had an extra hat and it went, it ended up uh, kind of timing up really well for us. So um, we did that. And I think you see, uh, I've seen at least this, this past couple of weeks, there's a lot of NFL and college teams getting in bunch and running some kind of a version of pin and pull out a bunch and then run it with their quarterback. Oklahoma, man. Uh, Oklahoma's killing it with that. I, I, the other thing I've realized when we went gone away from the inside and outside zone is the RPO game opens up a lot when you run gap scheme. I think that's one of the reasons why Oklahoma is so, so good is a, I mean, a lot of their RPO game is out of gap scheme stuff. Those backers see guys pull and they got to go or else you're outnumbered right now. They can kind of slow play zone a little bit, you know, and they can let you declare when you, when you zone it up. Whereas I think gap scheme, because you're taking hats and putting them on the other side of the ball, they got to go right now. And I think that puts defenses in a way bigger bind when you RPO with gap scheme. 100% uh, agree with you on that. Um, some of the other things I know, you know, Coach Harper and you had kind of said, you know, faking the back across, we'd actually got into, um, you know, knowing we're going to run the quarterback, almost making it like uh, like draw action because, you know, we threw the ball a lot and we'd mm-hmm. scat, scat protect a lot with the back. So so putting the back, you know, weak away from your tight end, you know, his normal pin pull or buck alignment and now scatting him to the same side. So, you know, a lot of times now that that bump backer, that Mike backer, he's got he's to take, you know, if, if it's four receivers, he's responsible for number four. So a lot of times it, it may pull him out of the box real quick, and then now we run the quarterback the, back the other direction. Um, we've also put the guy in the pistol and, and almost like a play fake weak, so kind of a token play fake to the back to that side, and then the quarterback runs the pin pull the other way. And then the other one, we put the, the tailback, you know, to the nub side, and we run a ton of, of tailback wheel out of that look. So now we'd fake the, the wheel, like you, you'd been saying, Coach, where you guys make him the bounce player. Now it looks like he's running wheel route, you know, and it's, and it's empty or five-man protection, and the quarterback's running, quote, pin, pull, buck, draw off of that. So three things that, that we've kind of done with, with our QBs that, honestly, I, I want to expand and do more of, like you said, not just using, you know, pin pull, but using it with our counter game and using it with our, our one back power game too. Yeah, I like that. Send the back, get the back out and then run the ball the other direction. I mean, you see a and lot you of read teams, off that. Like if the mic triggers, do you just throw it to your back? Absolutely. So that's the other thing. The next level you go, I mean, so many times, you know, everyone runs the fast motion where they'll send the back, you know, to the trip side or the two receiver side and run the three man screen. We've done the same thing where then you, you, you fast motion or you send him out and then we'll just sit the, the, uh, the tight end or number three, you know, on the replace on the, on the mic too. So again, you can RPO the heck out of it too. So it, it opens up a, a whole new can of worms, especially now when you guys have, it sounds like a QB that you're more willing to run. We've, we've had that kid for the last two years too, where he's a 200 pound kid that, you know, we're, we're not overly scared, especially at big games to, to let him go. But having some of those wrinkles off of it have been, 
super fun. And I know for me as, as a, you know, a guy that's kind of, you know, finding a couple of hidden gems here and there and, uh, and finding a couple of different ways to do it. Yeah. 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 The other thing that we did with our buck was we ran naked off of it. Um, love it. So we pull, we pull both guards, send the back. And then, you know, again, out of our, what's our, what's our bread and butter formation, tight end wing, twins backside, we're running, you know, naked boot to the twin side and the tight end comes naked every time. Yeah. Those linebackers are flying. He crosses right across their face and there is nobody there. Every year I go, we got, we, we call it Viper. I'm mean, every year. I'm like, we got to run Viper more. We got to run Viper more. And I mean, it was, um, when you pull those guards, man, there's, whew, there's nobody there. And again, that, that kind of, the fact that we kept our backside tackle as, as you know, his role is just lock, you know, again, we don't have to really change anything, you know, um, with our blocking scheme when we run, <clears throat> excuse me, we run our naked package, you know, those guys, they're, they're running buck sweep. They're just not running downfield, you know, I mean, that's pretty, which, and that's the other thing. Buck is kind of a slow play before you get anybody really downfield too. Uh-huh. You know, really, it's that second puller, maybe the guy that comes off on that 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 C gap combo. Um, we tell him just let that linebacker come to you, and that enables us to throw quite a bit uh, of our, our RPO game um, off of that. Is that something you guys tag? Would you say? I mean, what percentage would you say you guys tag at RPO versus? you know, we're, we want to hand it off. Or is that something you guys have some, something built in to read all the time? Uh, I'd say we tag an RPO 90% of the time. Um, I'd say he throws it 40%. So he, he knows, I mean, the 200 pound dude standing next to him needs to get that ball unless that RPO is wide open, you know? And a lot of times, a lot of times too, like some of our RPOs are really simple. Some of them, they, um, some of some of them, I'm calling just to get guys out of the box too, just to get them away. So, so they're pursuit, so they can't get in pursuit of mm-hmm. you know of the ball of the run play, um, you know. But um, you know, sometimes we'll formation it, we'll stack it, get like a real wide stack, mm-hmm. and that's an easy RPO if they're not gonna if they're not gonna match us man for man, we're gonna throw the ball out there on the perimeter. And then again, you're pulling two guards, so the inside linebackers aren't flowing out to defend that quick screen. If they do, they're they're getting their late and it's twelve yards, you know. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of all the RPO stuff with the gap scheme, and we would also run. I know this isn't the topic, but we would run counter tray out of that tight end trips formation. So we'd tight into one side, trips to the other. We're going to run counter tray to the to the split side, to the three receiver side, and then we're going to just pop our tight end. Just from, you know, from the quarterback pop, so they get they get GT pull, and then the tight end's just popping right there. That was a big play for us this year too. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Like you said, I mean, uh, to me, pin pull naked was one of my favorite ways to run it. You know, um, I, I love I love being able to get into two tights as well. I mean, I don't know if you if you have an, another tight end or not, but I, I love being able to check it, you know, certain ways. Um, and then, you know, getting, getting, like you said, the the rotation that you wanted, faking a, a jet sweep, 
you know, get the rotation going one way, run and pin pull or, or buck the other direction, and then always having a naked off of that action too. I mean, I just think there's, there's so many fun things you can do off of, you know, so many people are, you know, I don't know why they instantly go to, you know, wide zone as, you know, Hey, wide zone's great. Your zone, your, your gap sound, you know, to me, there, there was more things you could do off of, you know, the, the pin pull action, like you said, the gap action, you know, and now with the advent of the, the RPO to me, it's, it's even multiplied it even more to where now I've kind of thought that, you know, the, the, the wide zone or the B gap zone, to me, it almost was a little bit more limited than the pin pull as far as the, the playbook was concerned. Uh-huh. I agree with that 100%. The biggest one is you got to be in 11 personnel, you know, and that's the one thing where we, you know, hey, how do we, how do we create 10 personnel runs without, um, without running inside zone, you know? That was the big – and then we just started running counter tray. That was a big one for us. Kind of tray with with a, with a read, you know. We're obviously, we're reading the C gap defender, and we're we're gonna have some sort of release uh, to that side, where he can pull it and and river to the sideline. Again, conflicting that force player. Once we pull the ball, we want to conflict the force player um, on our uh, on our GT uh, counter tray. So, but that was we ran some like one back like one back power stuff. Just you know some. We used to call booster, just you know, leading with the backside guard. But it's so hard against even fronts to well, one you get a man, you're man on a three technique, and he's probably I mean, they're just better. Two, that will is going to mirror that pulling guard, and it's just really hard. You're asking that backside tackle to rip up and and chase that will who's playing in a twenty technique, who's mirroring that guard, and that guy just we just never never made that block. So I kind of quit running that play. I like the some of the ten personnel stuff you talk about, you know, being able to 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 bucket or pin it, you know, running it at the shade. So most teams, you know, if you're ten personnel and you got an offset back, you know, even front teams will usually put, you know, a three technique to your back. So uh-huh. being able to run it, you know, with the center front side. So letting him kind of wrap for the mic and then like you'd said, you know, having a, a front side RPO to handle the apex dude or having something on the back side if you're getting chased. But I think to me, that's kind of the the in between graduation. I mean, I know you're only going to pull one dude because you know you're gonna you're gonna lock on the the backside three and lock on the five, knowing that you have you know one of them one of them red, but then being able to to wrap the center. And honestly, it becomes just like he's the quote second puller anyway. You know, you're just not having you know the the first guy that's quote kicking out the kick out becomes your front side RPO. So I think that's something I've always wanted to dabble more in. You know, I, I can't you know, can't control kind of what we do here, you know, not being the OC and, and the run game guy being on the, on the perimeter. But to me, if I think I get back into some play calling stuff is, is having that kind of B, B gap run or, you know, that, that look, but making it more like pin pull where we're, where we're basing the two eye or down on the shade and wrapping the center. I think that's, that's cool stuff to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, I just, you're pulling guys, man. Linebackers just tend to disappear. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing we also tried to do is we tried to run trap. We tried to influence trap. We tried to pull both guards so that it looked like buck. Hmm, that's trap. interesting. And our issue was we the tackle never got to the mic. So so we just started pulling one, and it was easier because now the, the guard, uh, the play side guard can free release to the mic. 
So that was the big one was because he's coming from outside the three technique, trying to get around the three technique and get to the mic before the ball gets there. You know what I mean? And that was, we were getting there just a half step too slow. And um, so we, we quit doing it, but I, I was really, really hoping that, that we could get that rolling. Cause that, again, that's just another way to protect your buck sweep. And we don't have a lot of a gap runs. Well, I've always wanted to be able to, and I can't ever figure it out. I'm not smart enough, but I've always wanted to be able to figure out how to um, like opposite pull that backside guard. I think the only way I ever figured it out was like, I guess if you went tight in wing and you're going against a, an odd front, maybe you could get it done that way and pull You're going buck to the right and you pull your left guard to the left. I've always wanted to try something cool like that, but I could never figure out how to make it work um, with our stuff. So uh, if you ever get anything like that, coach, let me know. Cause I'm looking to try to, to screw with some linebackers that way as well. But uh, I, I think walls in the state championship game in 15, uh, we ran a buck out of empty. It was a, it was a condensed empty set, but um, with all of our dudes in it, uh, I don't know how you said, I can't even remember any more walls, how you set that up, but empty kind of like bunch. And we sent one of our receivers mm-hmm. in motion and, uh, but it ended up hitting for a touchdown, uh, one of our only ones. So uh, I always try to go back to that and, and learn from that one as well. Well, it's like what, you know, LSU does a ton of it where they'll go, you know, bunch, empty, and then they short motion the tailback. So he's kind of in that tight slot. So we'd run it, we'd run it either way with, you know, the, the tight dude in bunch. So we could flip it forward to him. So honestly, it was a pass. So there really wasn't anything, you know, unsafe about it as far as the handoff and things like that if you drop this it's gonna be an incomplete pass or we could run it to the bunch side with the uh the other short wing so i think i think we scored running it strong i believe was the way that we had run it so the weak side guy ran it to the bunch side and again it's an odd front so we're able to to arc to bounce guys we got the nine to widen and then we hit it up in the alley yeah, our bunch, our bunch guy, which was our tailback, kind of screwed it up. He blocked the wrong guy, but it didn't matter. We were, we was a pretty short gain. Uh, that was all we needed. And like you said, like you said, sometimes when you when you go uh, with that fullback to the bounce, uh, it was the same thing. Everybody way overplayed it, and it was easy kickouts, and we were up underneath everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got that. Um, I kind of got that that tip from. Uh, watching a bunch of single wing stuff from Rick Darlington who was at a pop kid in Florida forever. And now he's in Alabama somewhere, but they're, um, they're blocking back in their single wing is their force. When they run their sweep, their power sweep, he blocks the force player. And they, his aiming point is, is to get the outside shoulder of the force player. And the reason why they do that is because they said he just takes off running to the sideline. Well, then both guards pull up inside and you don't even have to kick him out. I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so yeah, we, we loved it too. We hadn't done it all year and we, we busted it out in the playoffs. I, I'd remembered it. Like Harper had said, you know, I probably had a conversation with him and I'd said, Hey, let's line up in our, in our tough set. And we, and we did the same thing where we just started, you know, arcing the wing player to the, you know, to the down safety or to the, like, you, you've called it the bounce guy, but that force guy widened every time. I think we have, because we, we hadn't shown it, but I want to say we ran it like three times and averaged about 30 a carry in the first round of the playoffs. Wow, nice. I wish I could average 30 a carry in the playoffs. <laughs> it was just on that play. We only ran it like three times. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the oh, other ones, man. but 
Yeah, that that play that play was was pretty good for just us. Just a wrinkle that you're always trying to look for when you yep. get in the playoffs. You can get one of those that that hit for some big yardage. It's always a it's always a plus. Yeah, for sure. We we got into a point this year where we started run playing what we call a lot of tempo calls. It's like all in one. It was one call and it was formation, um, play and and, and uh, motions play direction. It was all in one call. And then we would always quick sound it. So we'd always just, we just get lined up, run, get lined up and set and snap it on set and, and go. And of course, you know, we always have some sort of buck, buck sweep in there and a play, a play that was, you know, surrounded around buck sweep. And we got an unbalanced, con, an unbalanced condensed formation ran buck sweep. Yes. Out of a tempo call. Nice. Um, and that became huge for us. Um, we averaged 18. 18 a pop uh, out of that play um, the last five weeks of the season we put it in that we put in week seven so um, and then we get in like empty you know it was like a diamond look on one side and single receiver on the other and the single receiver was our big stud running back and you know if he got one-on-one coverage we could throw the ball over to him or throw a quick screen to the diamond and then we had uh in the box, we ran quarterback draw. So there was three different options. And um, it, our kids loved it. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, it, it became really easy to call in first down. It's like those became like my first down calls. So, you know, not 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 first and P, but, you know, first and 10. First and 10, I'm going to call a tempo call. So that our kids got in the habit of knowing, like, oh, hurry up and get the signal. Let's run and get lined up because they knew we were going to go tempo after a first down. And um, and we ended up with about seven or eight of those plays, and um, it was fun. It was it was it was it was easy to call a game and um, easy to pr- plan out practice. And, and like I said, our kids loved it. They really liked playing fast. And but again, you got to have a quarterback who who understands where the ball needs to go and can you know understands where we have numbers and things like that uh, to make it go. But that stuff's that stuff's a lot of fun. Yep, there's no doubt. Well, well Coach, uh, you know, it's 7 o'clock now, so uh, appreciate you uh, doing another episode with us um, and, and talking some buck sweep, um, something that me and Walls, like I said, uh, we always enjoy talking and, and trying to steal, and, and I'm going to steal probably a couple of these, hopefully, for this year. Uh, we, we got away from running it uh, this previous year because we had a really, really gigantic offensive line, uh, so we didn't move as well, uh, so I kind of ended up nixing it, even though our coordinator wasn't wasn't the happiest person about that, um, but we kind of went to a little more outside zone this year because we just because of the personnel we had. But this year we get a lot smaller and a lot quicker. So, like you said, um, we need to get back into uh, probably some more buck sweep because it it um, it just it is it they are made more for it. Um, so it was really exciting getting to talk to you and, and getting to steal a couple of your ideas. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, keep putting out uh, the content. I really enjoy listening to you guys. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys, make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. 
This will help our podcast rating as well as it'll allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.